Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning in to The Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson, and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website, MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson, and I am your host. Today, I have Austin James from Exile here in the Metal Forge studio through the Zoom thing of a mob, whatever you want to say. He's here. We're going to be talking about their new album, Rip and Tear, coming out next Friday. I'm excited for it. Fucking speed metal is something I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, dudes, dudettes, whatever, how are you this week? I am doing fine. Holy crap. Rained all day yesterday here. Like, seriously, like from the moment I got up to like 11 o'clock at night, super like downpour stuff. Backyard's a little bit flooded, but I don't care because I'm going to be hanging out with some awesome people this weekend. And yeah, just enjoying life at the moment right now. Next weekend, I'm going to be getting the full-length album from XIL, Exile, however <laughs> however we've decided we're going to pronounce that. And I'm going to see a couple of really awesome fucking bands, two of which I've been wanting to see for a long time. I've been wanting to see Black Knife. Uh, check them out in the archives. They've been on the show. High Spirits as well. He was the first. Chris Black was the first uh, Metal Forge podcast guest. So super rad stuff. And of course, my my uh, 
uh, Friends and Savage Master. Hell yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's at the Green Lantern Bar in Lexington, Kentucky. So if you're in the area, come down. We'll have a drink. And the night before, Storm Toker is playing there as well for Dave's Dirty 30 birthday show. Fucking right. It's a weekend of metal. So I might be cruising down to Lexington for that one too. Who knows? Hell fucking right. Yes, absolutely. So earlier in the week, I did make an announcement and I know a lot of you have seen it. I do have a position that I have filled here at the Metal Forge where I have been looking for album review people. And Athena Prokoto, uh Louisville's Blood Queen, Scarecrow, super rad chick, is totally going to be doing this. And I'm so excited for her first actual review. It's going to be totally cool. I haven't decided how we're going to fit into the program just yet. Going to be doing some awesome stuff. Maybe some bands that you know. Who knows? It's going to be fucking rad. It's going to be fucking awesome. And I will be making another announcement soon about another album reviewer coming on to the Metal Forge to talk about albums that are coming out. Just awesome, honest reviews. No fluff. No trash. Just honest reviews from honest people. That's what this is all about. Because there's so many places out there. It's like, oh, this was such a great album. And it and you get it and it's like, what the fuck were they seeing in this? So none of that. This if if this is an awesome album, they're gonna talk about it. If it's a shit album, they're gonna talk about it. Because that's what this is all about. It's not to, you know, stroke ego or just completely be dickbacks. It's about honest reviews and that's what we're about here the interviews are honest i want reviews to be honest as well so fucking right down below there are links to the sponsors and without you guys supporting them they can't support the metal forge either and i am so grateful that you all do help these businesses whether you're listening to their podcast you're buying instruments from them you're going and getting tattoos you're going to the discogs page Thank you all so much, and continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys, because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge, and it helps them too. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlists as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well, too. Thank you all. Let's go ahead and get into this. This is from Exile. This is some breakneck rock and roll with Breakneck.
All right, Metalheads, I'm being joined here in the Metal Forge with Austin James from Exile, Texas Speed Metal Craziness. Dude, what is going on? Hey, Mark, how's it going? Man, it's going this past week. Has been crazy. We we had a few really nice days, and then it got really cold uh, at the end of last weekend for the you know around the Super Bowl. It was insane, like because we had a, a few 50, 60 degree days. It was just enough to oh, get yeah. just enough to spoil me, I think. And and then they then they pulled the rug out from under me. It was freezing ass cold again. No no bueno. Yeah, it's been pretty chilly down here in Tex- uh, Texas too. You know. Definitely. Yeah. I work with a guy out of, out of Longview and he was just sitting there saying that like a few weeks back when they had the, the winter storms up through here, they closed down his plant in Texas. And I was just like, what? And I was like, did you all even get anything? He's like, no, but we don't have anything at the ready if something does happen. So I get it. Yeah. I think most of us will remember about the big freeze that took place last year. Oh, yeah. Because it like, it was insane. Yeah. That apparently. People are still kind of freaking out about it might happening again because every time we go to the store, everything's completely like stripped from the shelves. Wow, that see, yeah. that <laughs> might, that's right. Yeah, it might be a bit of an exaggeration, but people, there's still that looming fear that it could happen again. But we'll we'll stick around, you know. So far, I mean, it's been pretty average. But anyone that lives around here can tell you how schizophrenic our weather tends to be. Any, any uh, anyway, right? So. Tell everybody out in Metal Forge land about Exile. All right, all right. Well, uh, Exile's been um, been around for like eight years. Y'all started just as like high schoolers. You know, I was the youngest when I joined. I was probably, I don't even think I was 16 yet. So I was a freshman in high school and I was already in a, I was in a couple of like, just like shitty punk bands, you know, weren't really going anywhere as a bass player. And, um, and uh, one day in gym class, uh, my bandmate uh, at the time in one of those bands uh, told me about there's this guy uh, trying to put together, you know, like just just a metal band, you know, emphasis on Metallica. And I was really into Metallica at that time. So I was like, if, if he can, if, he, if I can play that stuff, you know, it'd be really cool. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get a chance. And he gave me my number or he gave he gave me his number. Excuse me. I rang him up one day and uh, started to practice and we just I just met everyone there. And that was really it. And I'm really surprised, too, because uh, when I joined, I'm still with the same people. Uh, I'm still playing with them. You know, today, like eight years later, it's really crazy to think that, uh, the lineup consists of, um, myself, uh, Big Joe Aguilar, uh, Jordan Hoffert. And at the time we had another guitar player, uh, by the name of Quentin Cerna. Uh, just recently, actually, he kind of, he left the band and we, we kind of set out to be a trio as opposed to like a four piece. So now we're as a three piece, but it's still the same, still the same core members, you know? Absolutely. You know, I'm in a three, three man yeah. band kind of thing. So I get that. And to me, that's really all you need. You can have multiple guitar players and, and, and stuff, but you don't always have to have two guitar players. Yeah. It might help during like solos Uh, and stuff, um, but see, like there's some bands that like you absolutely have to have like twin guitars. Like, you know, I I couldn't imagine Judas Priest just having one guitar player, even though that's how they're taking the role on on this uh, current tour. I won't, if anyone wants to check that out, you know, that's, I won't have hold any judgment, but like, for, but for me, Judas Priest will always be a two guitar band. Just as, as an example, same with Thin Lizzy, you know, Thin Lizzy will always be a two guitar band. And on the, in the case of, um, in defense of, uh, three pieces, just like, well, 
a lot of my favorite bands are three pieces, whether it's Celtic Frost or Motorhead, of course, Venom, Carnivore. Like that's always that's that's where yeah, it's I at. Just, I yeah. can't imagine. I can't imagine, you know, twin lead stuff on that that kind of thing. So personally, I always preferred that way. And there's something powerful about that kind of image. Just three men in a band, you know, definitely. And. To me, I was always under the impression, like, we had at one, not, not my band, but like a band I've played in. We had one guitar player, yeah. a bass player, a drummer, and a vocalist. And somebody that I know just sit there and said to me, he's like, what does he do? I'm like, what do you mean? What does he do? He's a singer. I mean, does he write lyrics? Well, yeah, but we all kind of do. He's like, so he really doesn't do anything. He just sings. Is he crazy good? I mean, he's, He's good for what he does, but is he like phenomenal? Well, no, not really. Then what does he do? What does he do there? Give him a guitar, teach him rhythm, you know? And, and so that's where I was like, well, I'd just rather not have him, not have him there and do it, do it all myself. So <laughs> I totally get the reason of, of having like three people in a band because it's that ultimate, you know, rush, motorhead, you know, venom. As, yeah, as you said, yeah, it makes sense. And even with four-person Motorhead, I will say this, even with four-person Motorhead, I think it was still technically three-person Motorhead. It's just which guitar player played the solo in the song. Yeah, like, it's interesting. Kind of like the same situation with Wasp. Right. Like, they weren't really, like, twin leads per se, but they would kind of trade off of each other. Definitely. And and honestly, I, I, I couldn't imagine somebody yes. like Iron Maiden with, with one guitar player. Exactly, you know. So they have fucking three guitar players. Fuck exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> well, and that's just because they sit there and said, "Oh, well, Adrian, you want to come back? Well, we're not firing Yannick for you to come back. You got to deal because we still want to play his songs." <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck it. The stage big enough for all of them. Why not? Right, it is plenty of room. So you all were together in 2013, and why? Now, why nine years after the fact are, are y'all on your first actual full-length album? That's a really good question. I think uh, you're going to have to make me um, dig further into my history. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I think it's just because a lot of those like those first few years, like the really initial years, were really slow for us. You know, we, we came from absolutely nothing. Just four ragamuffins, just, uh, you know, with no connections, barely any money, just meeting up every Friday night, just trying to cut her teeth and just kind of cut up our own path, write our own songs. I mean, the first two years, we were essentially just a fucking cover band, you know? And we didn't really think about, or at least we weren't really, um, I guess, driven enough to go beyond to be anything greater than just that. But I think it just, the longer we stuck stuck around each other, it's just the more kind of like, I guess, ambitious we got, but just, na uh, just naturally. And around uh, 20, let's see, yeah, 2017, 2018, we had a we had a demo called Massacre. We kind of marketed it as an EP. I mean, it's on Spotify. It's it's up there if you look for it. Um, but for me, it's more of a demo. Like the the songs, like the overall quality of everything is like demo quality. So, um, and that's all original material. But just, I don't know. It just it was just always a, a slow crawl, you know. Definitely. And we thought we thought if if we're gonna make it bigger or this or that's going to happen, the right people are just going to have to come around naturally. It didn't really, like, we weren't really, we were naive in the fact that we had to take the next steps ourselves, and we, ha we had to push it, you know, if we wanted to make something actually uh, happen. So we actually had to go for it, and 
I guess the more we progress, the more you kind of realize that. Right, that you have to sit there and you you can't just wait around for the bus. You actually have to get out and put yeah, in the, you know, put in the legwork and the elbow grease on your own. Always, what I what I learned the most is you always got to be where the music's at. That's how a band is really going to make it. Whether it's the whether it's just the the jam space, whether you're going to shows, talking to people, whether you're in the studio, you know, you always want to be where the music is at. You know. Oh, definitely. And you have to, honestly, like I said, you have to put in the legwork. You have to go out and network with so many people, not only just in your in your independent scene, wherever your city is, but you have to find out uh, other scenes. You have to find out, yeah, like, absolutely. for example, you're, you're in San Antonio, so you would end up having to go to places like Austin and Houston and Dallas to find out what those scenes are doing. And, you know, Texas is a big place. Yeah, yeah, that's, I was just about to make that point, you know, being a Texas band, everything is so isolated from you or you're so isolated from everything else compared to like being a band in the, let's say on the East Coast. Like if you're a band from DC, you could go to Philly, you could go to New York, you could go go to Boston, you could go uh, to Jersey in like a week. It's going to, it's going to take you a week just to get most uh, every city in the state of Texas if you're even lucky, you know? Right. So, like, a band from San Antonio playing a show in, like, El Paso, I mean, that's that's going to take you a day just to get there. Oh, for sure, because it's all the way out, you know? <laughs> it's it's crazy. The legs are stiff after two hours in the car going across Texas, and, and it feels oh, like you is- haven't done anything. <laughs> you haven't seen yeah, any, yeah. New, any new landscape. <laughs> Might as well be on Mars. Almost, absolutely. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine. A treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio. Something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. 
so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Back in 2020, you all released a couple of singles as well. You did uh, Breakneck, and then you did Breakneck Rock and Roll. Is that, is that two different things? It's it's a little um it's uh let's see my yes and no it's it's the order of those things okay in 2020 we had a demo that was breaking at rock and roll okay and then the, um as we as we were making the album the song breakneck uh ended up being the current single and that was supposed to be that was released um last year on Halloween some of the so I don't know who's in charge of the fucking metal archives shit around there, but they could. You know, I've been heckling them for a little bit, but yeah, it's not quite up to date. They have a big database that they take care of, and yeah, it yeah. does. It some things do fall behind, and it does take some some getting getting under them to you know just change. Say hey, this has got to be changed. But then they, they also want a lot of proof and so on. It's They're almost right. like Wikipedia fact or fiction, I've noticed, where they do get a lot of stuff awesome and a lot of stuff right, but they do yeah. do a lot of stuff that's just like absolute shit when it comes to getting things on certain bands right. I, my band included on that. Yeah, just so just to clarify, we had the Breakneck Rock and Roll demo. That was first. Okay. And that was kind of that's kind of the um transitional period between like the the snotty high school thrasher version of ourselves and like the more the more refined like um I guess for lack of a better word mature. Let's let's face it, we ain't ever going to mature that much, are we? No. Um not in this game. <clears throat> um so that's like that's like the transitional period, you know, that's us finding our own direction, our own style. And then after that, what is the, the the single for the song Breakneck, which was meant to lead up to uh, our forthcoming album. Which is actually called Rip and Tear. And this is the reason why we're here this week. is because oh, yes, this sir. comes out the 25th. Hell yeah. Plug, plug, plug. Definitely. Rip and Tear, XIL, Confused Records, uh, Rebers 25th. So, Check it out. Tell me about the recording process for Rip and Tear. What did you? How did you all go about writing and recording this album? Well, this is an album that took a lot of time and a lot of accumulation. Just a lot of uh, it's just a very slow process, but I mean that in a kind of good way. And I'm kind of glad that we took we all took our time with it, so we can make the best possible album. Now, this album was supposed to come out in 2020. But we all know what happened. Right. So that was a huge kick in our nuts because the studio we had, uh, we had recorded at was all the way in Mission, which is like a four or five hour drive, maybe a little bit less, 
but there's, it's still quite still quite a ways away from San Antonio. Um, and as soon as uh, the pandemic broke out, all these travel restrictions started popping up, and it's like, well, do we really want to chance a three thousand dollar fine just to get one weekend done? You know, not that's not to mention the trip back to further that risk. So that's why we. Every time we'd go down there, it'd have to be, uh, we'd spend a whole weekend just laying down tracks. Studio in question was done at Red Barn Studios. The engineer is, uh, Robert Canales. He's in the band, um, I think Unholy Desecration, I believe. It's like a, just South Death, uh, South Texas Death Metal. Nice. But yeah, he was, he was like the, it's just a little studio. He built it himself in his backyard, which is really impressive. It was done there. We just, we'd go there one weekend, come back one, another weekend, come back. So, you know, so it was a very slow and a very, um, accumulative process. Definitely. And honestly, it sounds like it was more like the labor of love here of getting this done because of the pandemic, which obviously has affected so many musicians out there from not being able to tour to being able to do awesome things these days where if you're not you know, there's tons of bands out there that I've dealt with that have done these awesome side projects that have now become bands for these people. Yeah, I mean, I've been even while we were in the middle, I was considering uh, creating my own like side projects of this and that, um, just because I had the time, but they, they never really materialized. Definitely, and 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 it is hard to actually stay on top of stuff like that. Because everybody loses track sometimes. That's the whole thing. So, yeah, you've, like I said earlier, you've got to really pound the pavement. You've really got to put in the legwork and the elbow grease to make it happen. And sometimes that's hard, to, harder to do on some things than it is others. Absolutely. So, eight songs on the new album, Rip and Tear. You've released a couple so far. You know, do you have a favorite song on there? That's a really good question. Um, let's see, like a, just a favorite song uh, that's uh, exclusively off the album, or sure. like, yeah, screw it, screw it, right? Um, uh, let's see, there's man, I like because all these songs, I want to just be simple. Oh, they're really good, but because everyone's so different, everyone has its own like signature, you know. Because there's a lot of twists and turns on this fucking thing. It's eight songs, but it's over fifty minutes long. So there's some real like surprises. Yeah, there's like, sounds there's, like there's some long ones on there. Yeah, there's like there's a there's one that almost goes on to ten minutes. You know, it's it's real wow you, for speed really metal like, even exactly like there's like some real fucking surprises for like, a thrash speed metal album. Um, so I have a, a, a favorite song of mine that's fun to play live. It's on the Breakneck Rock and Roll demo. It's called Gone Again. Okay, that one's a longer one too, actually, but still pure motorhead uh big joe sings on that one he, the, the guitar player yeah that's all his he sings on it great shit i love i love playing it live absolutely so I think right now that that might be my answer okay um, so gone again which is interesting because it's not one of the the first few singles that you've released which is cool yeah it, well, it's because it's on the demo ah yes so but, you, so it has been released just not this version of it right nice I, i'm looking forward to it so much I actually picked up the digital the digital copy and I'm waiting for the rest of it to drop. And I'm just like, gosh, I, I want to hear it so bad. I do want to co- bring back something here on the breakneck single. Looking at the artwork for that, I absolutely love the artwork for it because it yeah. <laughs> feels like Exciter. 
That's exactly what we that's we literally had a heavy metal maniac on hand to the photo shoot. Nice. That's exactly what we were going for. And the funny like, thing is, the guy that is sitting there reminds me of Jeff Becerra from Possessed. That is very flattering because I am that guy and Jeff. Oh wow, remember, that's you. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's that's not supposed to be me, but it is me in the chair. Nice. Um, but yeah, man, I remember hearing Possessed for the first time and just having my fucking nuts blown off my awesomeness. So oh, absolutely. It's very exciting. I, I, I tried singing like that for the longest time. I still can't. And <laughs> I was his age, too, so I didn't have an excuse. Right. It, yeah. Possessed is so fucking rad. Like, completely yeah. rad. Like, from beginning to, to now, it everything is, is super cool. But yeah, so the 25th, we're all looking forward to it. Obviously... Links will be listed below so you all can come on today after the show, or you can do it right now while you're listening to the show. Click the link, buy this. They're doing, uh, on the Bandcamp page, there is a CD edition and uh, the digital edition. Are you all planning we're, on doing vinyl as well? We, we were, and we have a cassette release on the way as well. But with the vinyl situation, it's kind of complicated because uh, Confused Records had a deal or an agreement with... Um, I forget, I forget uh, it's like a distributor, manufacturer type, that kind of business. And um, I think they were based in Germany, I believe. Oh, wow. But just because the demand has, um, the demand for vinyl is like skyrocketed. So we, we kind of, we were too late. And so we had, we were, our scheduled um, release for the, for the vinyl got pushed way fucking back. Yeah, probably so about kinda, a year, I'm sure. If we're lucky, you know, but it fluctuates. So we'll see though. I mean, we'll, we'll try and get what we can. You know, but we have a cassette release on the way. Um, same label who handled our uh, Reggae Rock and Roll demo, Unchained Tapes, based in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely a fan of those guys, or that guy, I should say. Definitely. Chevy. Yeah, definitely a fan. Sponsor, sponsor of the show Hats here. Off the Hats off to Chevy. Definitely. He also, yeah, he designed uh, our new logo, too, and did all the, um, like, he basically laid out the artwork for the album. Nice. That that's super so, rad. Because it's awesome looking. I love like absolutely. the the thrasher with the with the barbed wire baseball bat that kinda is doing the the film crazy stagger like on Paranoid. It, there you go. Yeah. You, you keep knocking it out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I I know some things. I've been around a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely love it. Glad that you're picking up. Definitely, definitely. So again, check it out. It comes out next Friday. So go ahead and get Rip your copy. XIL Confused Records. Definitely. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, 
you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. So I want to shift gears here. I want to ask you some general profile questions. These are all about you as a person. Some of these are music-related. Some of them not so much. Some of them could be rapid-fire. All right. I'm ready. All right. Being from Texas, I know you're picky about this stuff. Okay. Chili. Beans or no beans? I'm going to be completely fucking honest. I've never had any chili in my life. What? Wow. Uh, Yeah. Because I can't eat beans. Like I have this weird fucking texture problem where, like, Foods with certain textures, they just don't want to like go down my esophagus. I like gag them up. I have a problem with beans. I have that problem with mashed potatoes. Ah. It's, I'm, it's, it's all a the starches, mess. man. It's, exactly. Yeah, fucking starches are just fucking weird on my tongue. I can't. Ah. I just can't with them. Definitely. No starches. No heavy starches, at least. For sure. Beer or whiskey? Uh, that really depends. <laughs> <laughs> um, like if I just want to. You know, there's a, there's a time to go hard, and there's a time just to chill out. If I want to chill out, I'll have, like, some Guinness. But if I, if I want to, like, just go fucking off my tits, then, yeah, yeah. Bring, out a, bring out a bottle of Jack, you know? Whoa. And, and you did go to there. You did go to the Jack. Oh, it'll get you. Who do you lean on outside of the band for a neutral opinion? I didn't really think about that. Because, you know, being a musician, you talk to all sorts of people, even people who aren't even musicians themselves. But so I've, I've rushed shoulders with quite a few individuals um, in, per, uh, in person, online or otherwise, you know, but that's, that's really I, I can't really think of anybody um, off the top of my head. But just uh, just like friends online, I suppose. Right on. So you throw something to them and, and are like, dude, what do you think of this? Is this is this good? Yeah. Is this is or, this good or is this shit? I mean, am I doing? Well, the- I don't. I don't. Well, I don't really um, ask that. I'll just give it to them, and they can. It's up to them, like to tell you what it's about. I, because I feel like if you were to ask that, it kind of puts it on them. Because I think people, at least most of the people I associate with, they tend to be. Uh, they try to say something nice. Like that's the first thing, which is fine. You know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being nice. But it's just kind of like, you know, it's just... Oh, absolutely. I, I know where you're going with that. It takes the person to to where it feels like they have to compliment it. Yeah, you know? like yeah. As no, opposed guess... to, it's not really a neutral opinion at that point. It's 
Yeah, I just, I just rather, um, I just rather be upfront. Like, hey, I made this, and they can tell me from there. Like, so out this next question, out of either a musician, an actor, or a sports team, actor. Okay. Oh, who would be the most underrated actor to you? That's a great question, because uh, film is my second passion outside of um outside of music. So I think I have. I feel like I've been prepared for this answer, but now that it's actually been asked to me, I have like I'm you want to like, say yeah, everybody. But, yeah, but I mean, my favorite actors are um, Bruce Campbell and Vincent Price. You know, I'm really mm. big on old school horror. I mean, I, you could argue Bruce Campbell probably is. Um, I, I think he's an underrated actor because even though, yeah, he's just in the cult world. You know. Every, he's he's God, but on a mainstream level, I feel like he's guys like him are the underdog in like a mainstream, you know, like a kind of sense or context, you know. Definitely, and that it, and you're right with that. He is very much in the cult world. He is very much like a god. He's worshipped to to guys like myself that have had that like every maniac cop movie in Briscoe County, and you know, but right? He, he had. The, yeah, he has broken through to the mainstream, you know, with, um, was it the Burn Notice? Burn Notice. And yeah, even, like even Army of Darkness, I think, broke him through to the mainstream. Yeah, that's a bit of a crossover. That's a bit of a crossover. I mean, it flopped when it came out, but it's been, yeah, there's, there's moments like that where Bruce has kind of crossed over and has had an actual, like, A-list mainstream attention. Definitely. And, and he's, um, Sam Raimi's pretty much Clint Howard. To, to Ron Howard, yeah. <laughs> he's in everything that Sam Raimi does. But so, but then again, I say that, and so is Ted. Yeah. <laughs> so, for sure, I could go with somebody like Bruce Campbell being completely underrated on a mainstream level. Yeah, in in, in the context of like mainstream, um, like film, I, my answer would probably be Bruce Campbell. But I probably don't have the time right now to sit and think about somebody else. But right, absolutely. What song could you never tire of listening to? Fuck. You got me there. I you couldn't, I really couldn't. You can't really think of one. That's no song oh, that man. comes no song that comes through on the playlist that you just jam the fuck out every time. Well, I don't really have I don't make playlists. That's the thing. I'm I just I'm a fucking digital nerd or not, excuse me, not digital. I'm a, I'm a fucking physical nerd, so I always buy the fucking um screw. Uh, we'll just say NIB Black Sabbath. Okay. Right on, definitely. Or okay, or uh, Overkill, Motorhead. There you oh, go. Oh yes, Bam. there we go. Such a good pick because of the ending. The song is like yeah. four and a half minutes, and the ending is is two minutes long. That was that was my introduction to Motorhead. Right oh, there. It, it's it's beautiful, and to know that they closed the show with that was great. It's fucking timeless. So that'll be my answer. Uh, Overkill. Such great advice with just one line of lyric is. The only way to feel only the noise is when it's good and loud. Yeah, and see, you already knew. <laughs> Are you currently like learning any new skills? It's, it's just funny because I actually started taking like honest to god voice lessons after all this time. But there's that uh, right on. I'd, I'd like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to um, pick up more on guitar. Make me it will make me a better songwriter. I feel, but it's not current. That's looking ahead. But as far as current. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll just have to say singing. Definitely, and there's no shame in that game. Honestly, I've taken vocal lessons, and it really helps you 
prolong your voice so you're not out there ripping your throat out every night or every other night on on stage. That's exactly how it was in the early days. Um, you know, I, I'd blow up my voice every practice. I just didn't. I we learned from nothing. I still get that problem every now and again, but I'm de- I'm certainly a lot better at what I do than I was. You know, f- uh, five years ago. Oh, absolutely. Eight years ago. And I think that's the biggest point of contention with a lot of Metallica fans out there is when this ha- when it happened to James and James went to learn how to sing, he actually changed his style of singing. And I think that was an off-putting moment for many Metallica fans. It's like, oh, but he doesn't sing master like he used to. And he's- But I mean, when you physically can't do something because you're going to rip your throat out, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you need to you need to take that step back and readjust how you do things. So, so yeah, no shame in that game. Good for you for doing that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like kind of like um with hair. You know, I like having long hair, right? So I like to keep having long hair. I I I get a trim every once in a while. I like put like pro I use products time and time, like leave-in treatment, all that shit. I want to take care of my hair so I can keep having long hair. Yeah, so Same you're not way. rocking a skullet later on. I saw like Kronos. I like. Inventive rules, but I don't want to look like Kronos. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. Nobody wants to look like Kronos. <laughs> Anybody. Kronos, if you're listening, please don't kill me. <laughs> Honestly, Kronos is probably not listening to this show. You have a better chance at the Demolition Man, Tony Dolan, to listen <laughs> to this show. <laughs> Demolition Man has more hair than Kronos. You're right. He does. <laughs> what band do you wish you never saw live? Probably Lamb of God. <laughs> I am right I there them. with you. I saw them twice opening for Slayer, and I just kind of, I was kind of getting drowsy. Ooh. See, to me, I appreciate what they do. I just don't. It's just not for me, honestly. It's it's not my it's not my metal, I guess. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And like I said, I appreciate what they do, and I'm sure, you know, whoever is a fan of them, you rock the fuck on, you continue being a fan, you buy those albums, because I'm yeah. not going to. <laughs> just keep them away from me. <laughs> yeah, just don't, don't, don't bring them here. No. <laughs> but just to, just to add, add to your point, I mean, I've never really, like, seen a band that absolutely, like, I never saw a show that I was like, man, that was a, what a waste of fucking time, man. You know, I never thought, I never walked away from seeing a band with that, you know? So at least right off the top of my head. Definitely. And that's a good thing too, because I think no matter who you are, no matter what point of your career you're at, because ultimately I saw Motorhead for the only time. Yeah. Three months before Lemmy passed. So, Damn. so it was rough because they were a lot slower. They didn't pl- they only played about an hour. And that was the first hour long show on that tour that they had played. They had, they had played like two, maybe three songs for a few shows before that, before canceling some. I was that's really, all he could do. yeah, because that's all he could do because that's when he got sick really bad. And the first few shows that they played on the tour were in like Denver and you know, places like that where the air is a lot thinner and he got like uh, altitude sickness and shit like that. And it was just terrible. And I was, it was like, I was afraid that they, they were going to cancel my show that I was going to, even with that, it was still probably one of the best shows I've ever seen because I'm such a huge motorhead fan. So, so near and dear to you. Oh, absolutely. 
I mean, it's currently the only band tattoo I have on my body. So, hell yeah. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. What do you do to get away from music? Uh, sleep. <laughs> um, I don't, well, it's because I, I don't really like music is it's everything I do, so I never like voluntarily, like consciously try to escape it in the first place. I don't know, but there's certainly other, like, there's certainly um, other kinds of music I like because being, playing the metal band, obviously that's going to be your, your first choice. Uh, but there's certainly things I kind of get away from to like escape all the distortion and all the blast beats and all the double bass runs and all that stuff, all the thrashing. But I mentioned earlier, yeah, I mentioned earlier, um, film is my second passion to music. And there was a, a phase in my life where I actually wanted to be a filmmaker, uh, instead of a musician. Dig that. Yeah. And so, and so I actually set out to do it and it was a fucking nightmare and I hated it. Being a filmmaker is definitely a hard thing to do. It's almost like being a, an album producer and having to tell the artists that are putting out the work, like the actors and the actual musicians and stuff, that say, you know what, uh, I don't think you quite got it. Let's try and get to this. I totally you, don't think I could have done that. Yeah, when you make a movie, your whole life goes into it, like... Like everything, like you basically sell your soul just to make this fucking, like, just to try to make this happen. I remember, um, because I was in a, I was in a couple classes in high school where you did that kind of thing, just like different media classes. So I was learning everything from editing to like being the cameraman to being in front of the camera. So I know everything about, or on a surface level, but I know, I know all the different faucets that go into uh, making a picture. Definitely. And it and does very, take a lot. Absolutely. It's it's very demanding of all your time, all your effort, all your energy. And it was like, I have to do this shit every day. You know, because um, I was I made a short film. It's like only, only a 14-minute long video, really. I think. But at the time, it was like, out of all the other students' projects and their shorts, mine was the longest. So that should tell you something about something. For sure. 
And to but, me, it's uh, it's something that is definitely an acquired taste. It's like you have to you have to you be have to another right. You have to be on another level to be able to do that. Yeah, you either have it or you don't. For sure. And some of them have it and then lose it. <laughs> that was a George Lucas stab. I'm sorry. For the listeners out there, recommend an uh, album or artist for people to get into. Hmm. I'm, I'm throwing a dart. I listen to all kinds of shit. Because uh, when, when I'm not listening to metal, I listen to like post-punk or new wave shit. So I'm, I'm very grounded in the 80s. That doesn't mean I only like, I only stay in the 80s. I like newer shit too, of course. But for sure. For, for, for every reason, that's just my uh my preference maybe just because when i was uh growing up my dad played only like mostly 70s and 60s music like anything between uh 65 to 75 that's who i was like fed growing up you know for years so it just makes sense chronologically that my tastes as like as i gotten grown they'd be more in the 80s you know just because it's like chronologically older so uh to answer your question i was gonna say dead can dance right on yeah, Dead Can Dance. To all you listeners, they're, they're like an Australian. You could call it post-punk, but that was like only early on, like in their career, and they've branched out and do all, like literally all over the map, like in a world music kind of um context. Like literally, like they'd have something that sounds like medieval Europe to like uh Middle Eastern like chanting uh African polyrhythms they use. It's just really very colorful. Kind of, but it's very amazing. Uh, Lisa Gerard's voice is like, it's like a fucking angel, like descending upon earth to announce the destruction of mankind. It's, it's just really heavy stuff. Absolutely. That, see that right there already is, is amazing. And I, and I'm not a fan, not really ever heard of, of them, but I'm definitely going to check them out for damn sure. That is dead can dance. Good stuff. Nice. All the, all the old school goths kind of dig them. Hell yeah. So. As always, links will be listed below, so please give these guys a like, a share, and a follow. Go buy merch. Go buy everything that you can from them. CDs, tapes, all of this stuff. Support them in any way you can. Click the link below. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody before we go today? Um, um, uh, yeah, uh, Shout out to Al Del Barrio, who made the fucking album possible, got us the studio time we needed, uh, Confused Records, all of that stuff. Uh, shout out to Robert from Red, Red Barn Studios for letting us sleep on his floor every weekend. Um, uh, I think that's all I got. Right on. Absolutely. So final question of the day. What album changed your life? Uh, let's let me dig through my CDs here. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say uh, Venom's "Welcome to Hell." Nice, very much. I that's what that's what inspired me to be a vocalist. And, yeah, because just his rawness, just Kronos's absolute rawness, especially for the first three albums. But "Welcome to Hell" mm-hmm. for sure. It's because it's just like evil incarnate. You know, for that time, there was nothing like it. So it just blew everything away. Which is funny because I was talking with a friend about this a while back. And Slayer, of all bands, Slayer wanted to be Venom. And it's like, but you're, yeah, he- there's some, there's some but you're heavier there's some than Venom. Venom. <laughs> yeah, they're faster. I think I think the, the actual like musical chops are more closer to like merciful fate which is like another band 
they were really into at that time. True. But certainly, you know, sort of the satanic kind of like faster, harder things. That's that's definitely like Venom, like in, uh, in a nutshell. Oh, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Fucking right, dude. Super cool, man. I mean, Austin, this has been awesome. Thank you for coming into the Metal Forge this week. Thank you very much for having me. And out of the songs from the album that you've released, what are we going to play out today? Oh, there's only two. Everyone's heard Breakneck, so play Speed Demons. All right. So you heard him. This is from Rip and Tear coming out next Friday. This is Speed Demons.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.